Let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The men that gathered in the back room this morning have already heard a short reminder of the creative power of God and how that was appealed to in many prayers, Old and New Testament alike. And it fits so well with how I want to introduce our theme for this morning as we consider the total depravity of man. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 follows the third chapter, of course. And the third chapter is about Paul being an able minister of the New Testament, prepared to preach the gospel of Christ, the glad tidings of good things that had not been known clearly in the Old Testament. I want to read to you the first seven verses of 2 Corinthians 4 as the apostle takes a creative act of God from Genesis chapter 1 and applies it to his work of regeneration in opening the eyes of sinners to see the gospel. 2 Corinthians 4, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen and amen. The apostle describes his ministry in the first few verses by saying that he had received mercy from God and he didn't faint, but he had renounced hidden things of dishonesty, of using the word of God in a crafty way or in a deceitful way. But he simply manifested the truth plainly by putting it on the table in the sight of all men for their consciences to view it. And he said, when I lay the gospel truth out, if it's hid and a man doesn't see it, and if a man doesn't believe it, it's because the God of this world has blinded their eyes and their mind. Which is consistent with what we're taught elsewhere about total depravity, that if God peradventure does not grant repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, they will be taken captive by the devil at his will. And those that are dead in trespasses and sins in Ephesians chapter 2 are following the course of this world and the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. So the apostle is saying, I don't do anything craftily with the word of God. I simply lay it out there for men's consciences to apprehend it. If it's hid, it's hid to those that are lost. Now many of us grew up in a system of religion where the gospel needed to be preached to those that were lost. But if it's hid, it's hid to those that are lost. And if it's hid to the lost, how can it help the lost? 
They've got to be found. They've got to be alive. And they have to have light shown into their hearts by which they can have the knowledge of the glory of God as it is in the face of Jesus Christ. And so the apostle says in verse 4, The God of this world hath blinded their minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine into them. So it doesn't shine into them. But, you know, we come down to the sixth verse, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3, where it says, and the Lord God said, let there be light. And there was light. He simply commanded the existence of light. And there was light. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Incomprehensible, unseeable to the natural mind, to the natural man, to his natural eyes, made very visible by the commanding power of God, which uses power similar to bringing light out of darkness in Genesis 1-3. God, who commanded that light, hath also shined a spiritual light into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. If God did not say, let there be light to each of us, darkness would be upon the face of the deep inside of each of us. But He says, let there be light. And when He says, let there be light, light shines in and opens up a venue that we've never seen before, and it's the glory of God in the person here called the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul went on to say, this treasure of communicating the gospel, which he had described in detail in chapter 3, this treasure we have in earthen vessels. Paul was an earthen vessel. Every minister from John the Baptist or the prophets of the Old Testament are but earthen vessels that bring this message, that deal it honestly and sincerely and lay it before the consciences of men but only those that have had the commanding power of God in their lives with light ever see it. So we should be thankful this morning. And we want to be thankful today. We want to glorify the God who, in graphic description throughout the pages of Scripture, has detailed our depravity, yet He has overcome it all. And He uses different expressions to describe it. And in this place, it's like the commandment to bring light into darkness and shining in our hearts so that we can see the true glory of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Father. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We bless thee, heavenly Father, that in the very beginning, reading the first couple sentences of your word, we come upon your sovereign power of being able to speak light into existence when darkness was upon the face of the deep. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that in the fullness of time, you brought forth the Lord Jesus Christ who laid down his life for us. And then, during our lifetime, you have spoken the word and commanded light to shine again. And we thank Thee that You have shined in our hearts to give light for the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, if it weren't for Your light, we would have no light. 
We would wander about in the darkness of this world and the dark depravity of the human mind, senseless to the glorious attributes and perfections and Savior in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for having mercy upon our souls according to the good pleasure of Your own will. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that You did not have any compunction about overriding our will, that you had no problem illuminating our dead, alienated enemy minds. We thank the Heavenly Father that you have spoken the word and given light, and we thank you that you have spoken the word and given us life, that we might turn unto thee, and you have drawn us to thee, and you have opened our hearts, that we might attend unto the things that we have written from our brother Paul. Oh, Lord God, we are blessed this day, and we thank Thee that what our first Father got us into, You have gotten us out of. And we bless and praise Your holy name. Heavenly Father, we pray that this day, as we open the pages of Scripture, as we open our hymnals and sing, as we have fellowship together, as the gospel is preached, as we pray, that everything that is said and done will be acceptable and pleasing in Thy sight. We know that it is only possible by the sanctifying grace of the Lord Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. Bless us with both, that as we, in our sinful flesh, raise up willing spirits and seek thy face this day, that you will sanctify all that is done. Heavenly Father, we do pray for our three brothers that are far away, that are wrapping up a day and fellowshipping with each other right now and reviewing the activities of this day, which has been a good success by your grace. We pray your mercy upon them that they might sleep soundly and rise again tomorrow to do their work again, that you will bless them. And that every hearer this night as they sleep and as they reflect on what they have heard this day might be caused to humble themselves before thee and to be thankful for the truth that was revealed to them. We pray for all your servants in every place that call upon thy name in sincerity and in truth that you will bless them, that you will protect them, that you will give them wisdom, that you will let the word of God have free course and be glorified. Father in heaven, we're thankful for our nation and the liberties that we enjoy, the opportunity for us to travel so easily to the other side of the earth, the privilege for us to be in this house and to preach your word without fear. We thank you. We pray your mercy upon our rulers, that you'll preserve our liberties for our children and our children's children, that they might continue to worship thee according to your word and as you direct them by your spirit. We confess our sins to thee, Heavenly Father. We're thankful that according to our brother David, like as a father, a good father, pitieth his children, so you pity them that fear thee. You remember our frame, that we are dust. Heavenly Father, in our first nature, we are totally depraved. In our second nature, it is made in righteousness and true holiness, in the image of Him that created Him. And we are thankful. And we now put on our new men, and put off our old men, and pray Your blessing upon us. O Lord God, we need Thee. Without Thee, nothing is possible. With thee, all things are possible. And we pray your rich blessing upon all that we say and do, for we ask it 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks unto thee through him. Amen.